Today the gospel reading is uh, from John. The first one is 1246. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. John 8:12 When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And the last one is found in chapter 7, verses 17 and 18. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is the man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Anyway, I want to take a few minutes to introduce introduce, uh, Nico to you. As you saw on the slides, Nico has had a very, very interesting journey. And he's here today to share his journey with you and what God has done. Before I give some details and background about Nico, um, I'd like to let all the young people and youth know, and maybe those young at heart, if you would like to join Nico in the fireside room after the service today for some Q&A, some rap about stuff and talk and you know, get to know him better and what God has done in his life, please feel free to do so after the, the service today. Nico Hill is our guest speaker today. Nico is a living example of the grace of Jesus Christ. Less than two years ago, his life was in a downward spiral and death was lurking at his doorstep. Nico had lived a life in Hollywood that would make a rock star envious. He had it all. Money, women, drugs, bare knuckle, no rules, cage fighter. He appeared in 40 films, had his own TV show and rock band and opened for the X Games when the X Games first came to Los Angeles. But Nico had never experienced peace in his life until he prayed a prayer to God and made a promise to God that he would be God's soldier if God would remove him from the darkness that surrounded him. Nico will tell you God has been faithful to his end of the bargain. Nico, we're happy that you're here today. We're excited to hear your testimony, and may God use your testimony as you speak to us today. Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, thank you. Good morning, church. Good morning. No, I'm not Milton. Uh, that's mean about... No, I'm just kidding. If you would go ahead and just, uh, if you can, bow. If we can pray. Dear Heavenly Father, creator of everyone and everything, King of Kings, thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to give your testimony. May it be your words and not mine. May the Holy Spirit use me to reach the ears that need to listen, just like mine. 
till you come again. And the church said, Amen. I just want to let you guys know what an honor it is to be here. And I can feel the Holy Spirit here. Can you? I didn't hear that. Can you guys hear, really feel the Holy Spirit? Okay. I'm not here to glorify my past. I'm going to try to keep it C-rated. Christian-rated, not G-rated. Okay. Get that. Um, I was baptized the seventh day at Venice when I was eight years old. Unfortunately, I came from a very abusive childhood where you go to church on Saturday and you come back and get beaten, get yelled at, to a point to where at a young age you decide that uh, you're just going to pack it up and leave. A child would look at this and say subconsciously, God, why do you do this? I go to church, I'm baptized, and yet I go home and I get beaten. I get yelled at. Severely beaten. By my own father, who I look up to who I respect. So I left home at a young age, bounced around from school to school, went to five different high schools. As a matter of fact, I actually went to a Canyon High School. I was a Canyon cowboy for a little bit. I hope you guys aren't from Heart or Sagas, but... <laughs> we used to go to Mustang driving and fight. And uh, that's how I know about Heart and Sagas, the Centurions. But um, I'm just here to let you know that God uses the broken. He uses the lost. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ, yet we are all sinners. I've never seen a human being with angel wings. And I was looking for one thing I never found until one night. So as a young child, I bounced around from high school to high school, elementary school. Went to JC, played football at uh, Mission Viejo. And I always had a certain affinity, if you will, for martial arts, for boxing. Uh, I was training on the United States Olympic boxing team at one time. And uh, I had already achieved a black belt in martial arts when I was 16 or 17. And I used that for my peace of mind. I used that to take place of anything that had to be with God, Holy Spirit, Jesus. I said, I'm not listening. I already know what that's all about. That's about hypocrisy. That's about people that are biased, self-righteous. God, were you there when I was beaten? Why didn't you put your hand out and save me? When you were there 
when there was broken people around? Because I didn't see you. So don't talk to me. I'm going to pray because I want to be able to wake up. I'm going to pray before I eat because I don't want to choke. But I'm really not praying to you. I'm in the world doing what I need to do. And all the trophies and the belts and the championships, they're all inanimate objects. And I promise you, they're just fuel for the fire. I did a string of martial arts films. Some of them you saw up there. Achieved a couple of belts. Fought in Russia. Fought in Brazil. Fought in the United States. Had a uh, self-defense school called Strategic Street Self-Defense where I taught a lot of celebrities. From that, I started going into acting. Did a string of different martial arts films. Bloodsport 2. Quest. Mortal Challenge. Forced to Kill, Forced to Die, whatever you want to call it. A bunch of romantic comedies. <laughs> From doing that, I agreed a little bit of, I achieved a little bit of celebrity status. And uh, the last film I did was called No Rules. And uh, from that, I went, did a television series. It was on about seven, eight years ago. It didn't last very long, called Boom. It was on Spike TV. What we did is we eliminated the, uh, we, we were kind of like, we, uh, we, uh, we kind of took things and we blew them up. I don't know how I can say that any better than that. We uh, were responsible for blowing a lot of things up. So we were attributed to the Al-Qaeda, and uh, we were kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever saw Jackass, I'm sure. Can you say that in this church? Huh? <laughs> I was waiting for the lightning to hit, but just kidding, God, just kidding. Glad God has a sense of humor. We were kind of like Jackass on steroids, and they, they, they attributed us to the Al-Qaeda, and we got canceled, and... It was myself, Courtney Smith, and uh, was a drummer for Lithium, and Rick Thorne, who was a BMX champion, and Gomez was a professional skateboarder. From that, I found that broken promises and shattered dreams. Broken promises and shattered dreams. So I said, what do I hate worse than myself? Oh, I know, drugs. Now I'm walking in the darkness. I'm a child. I'm adopted by Satan and the darkness. And I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and get high. I'm going to go ahead and go in that drug world because I want to die. I'm not going to put a time on it, but... I don't want to be here anymore at all. So I became afflicted, addicted, poisoned. But I thought, where can I find some sort of virtue in this? I mean, I'm bodyguarding for drug dealers, daydreamers, and gunslingers. Oh, I know. I won't sell the drugs. I'm not a rat. I don't throw anybody under the bus. I protect them, and I get my drugs for free. Sounds like a good thing to me. Kept women from being raped, beaten, kids from being molested. But I was in my own room, getting high, watching life go by, waiting to die. 
So one night I said to myself, where's everybody at? Where's the entourage? Where's all my friends? Where's my family? And then I realized everybody was gone. So all I had, what was under my bed, what was in the closet, what was in my head, what was in my system, and that was going to be my legacy. See, Satan forces in the door to take us, to enslave us. Jesus waits on the outside of that door, patiently, reverently, for us to open that door and save us. We have our left, we have our right, we have our right, we have our left eye, we have our heart, we have our mind. If you notice, that's a cross. That's the great controversy. See, it's not easy being a Christian. It's not easy going through the tests and the trials and the tribulations that this world has to offer. And I know that we have fame and we have status and we have money and we have all the toys that this world has to offer or we're trying to achieve that, yet we don't have peace of mind. And further and further we get into the darkness, the further and further we get into that pit, to start to close our ears off to the Holy Spirit that's speaking, it's easy to do. It's easy to do. But God never takes his hand off of us. Do you really believe that? Does everybody here confess that with their lips? That God never takes his hand off his children. Can you repeat that for me? God never takes his hand off his children. He never does. He will pull you in. He will lift you up. He will give you his forgiveness. He will give you his love. He will show you the light. You will walk in his path. You will live in his light. You will do what's right. And you will keep up this fight until the day his son comes back again to take us home. Through that period of addiction, I could have OD'd at any time. So with drugs in my hand, and in a dark, broken room, I just got on my knees and I said, God, I don't even know if you truly exist. But if you don't, what do we have? What are we here for? We can't take anything with us. Is it dust to dust? Is that what it really is? Because if that's it, I'm out of here. I'm gone. But I can't let that be my legacy. God, I just can't let that be my legacy. Not for me, but for the people that open up that door and see what's in that room. See that I was living a lie. I said, so if you exist, God, I don't want fame, fortune, money, had it. Married when I was 18 to a 26-year-old. That didn't last very long. Married when I was 26 to an 18-year-old. That didn't last very long. Dated just about every eligible girl there was in Hollywood. Don't want to throw them under the bus. And here I am, by myself, drugs in my hand, wanting to OD. Is that what you want with your child? 
I was baptized when I was eight years old, God, and I left you, and now you're all I have. So if you exist, if you're real, then please listen to what I have to say. I even forgot how it was to pray. And I know that God already knows what I was going to say before I say it, so that's a real trick. But isn't that funny? We get on it and we pray, and God already knows what we're going to say, but he takes us because he knows our heart. He sees our tears and he hears our prayers. You guys want to say that for me? He sees our tears and he hears our prayers. Wow, look at that. He never takes his hand off of us, and he hears our prayers and he sees our tears. That should give you some hope. I said, God, I don't want riches, fame, fortune. I just want innocence. I just want to tell the truth. I just want a reason to live. And if you do that for me, I will try to go out and be your soldier. And please believe me, When you do that prayer, and each and every one of you will do a prayer like that, or probably already have, in your prayer is your epiphany, because God will answer you immediately. You say, God, take over. I don't know if you exist, but if you do, please take over, because I'm lost, I'm broken, I'm sinning, I'm addicted, I'm poisoned, I'm falling, I'm broken, and I can't take this world anymore. I want out of here. Will you please, please, God... Take over. And he does. How else could you go from a broken drug fiend to an evangelist inside of two years? How could you go from a death wish to a promise to an evangelist? It's not for me. If just one of you hears this, that needs to hear what I'm saying, and looks at me as a stop sign, then God's done his job. And it's not, I'm still tempted. I'm not addicted, but I have temptations. But see, I'm starting to hate sin, and that comes my conversion. And God just called me back. Now, I do spoken word, and I do rap. You don't see any of my boys with me here, so don't get scared. <laughs> All along that time, I was getting words. I didn't know where they were coming from. I thought, man, I'm rapping with my boys. I'm out there. I got a rock and roll banner. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Why are these words coming to me? I'm getting high every night and every day. These words are not what I would say. These words are not what I would write. Why am I listening to this? It would just keep coming and coming and coming. And, and finally, I would sit down with people that were evil through and through, just like me. I didn't want to be a hypocrite with malicious intent, but I would say, hey, man, do you guys want to hear this poem? My nickname was Dragon. That's not a very popular nickname in the Seventh-day Adventist community. (laughs) So that should prove to you that God uses the broken, the lost, the afflicted, the addicted, the poisoned, and so on and so on. And we were out there, and uh, my rap started turning into God's words. And... Instead of dissing, instead of rapping and fighting and this and that, people were crying. It wasn't for me. I knew I wasn't the author of those words. People look at me, Dragon, what are you doing? Why are you trying to hurt my head? 
Now I got to go home. I didn't come here to get convicted. I didn't come here to hear God's word. I said, man, I didn't write it. I'll give you guys an example of that afterwards. See, sorry, I'm going to have to still wrap here, even without you say that now. So there's three kind of voices. One is Satan's voice. It is definite. It is strong. It is powerful. It is relentless. And it wants you to kill yourself and everyone else around you. I promise you that. The second voice is indecision. Yes, I can. No, I can't. Yes, I will. No, I won't. Makes you insane. And the third voice is soft, constant, reverent, therapeutic, and it's in all of us. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if you ever feel like you're down and you're broken and you're lost, man, just listen to that voice. It will tell you what to do. I promise you. It was breathed into us. When God made Adam out of the dust, he breathed into him the Holy Spirit. And while we are all, yes, sinners, we have one father. We have one son that came and died for all of our sins. It doesn't matter. The wages of sin is death. And guess what? Jesus paid that price. Amazing, isn't it? I think the Seventh-day Adventists maybe are the only ones that are really just waiting for God to come back. Like, I don't care. Jesus is coming back as the conqueror. I want to get out of here anyway, man. My rent's paid. I think my car's paid off. I'm ready to go. I was going to commit suicide, and this words were coming to me and coming to me that said, here I am, God, and once again I will choose to stand alone. The innocent cries from my mother's womb to this fallen, broken man before you that slowly, slowly just gave away pieces of his own soul. And yes, your beautiful colors drift in and out of my mind and your music plays, Lord, but the truth is for me, it's out of time. So please don't ask me why, but when I lay down my head tonight, I know I will never awake to cry. So take me away to a place I can be. Take me away to a place you know I will never leave. Then I remember once you told me to go find the wise man, and when I do, ask him if he really had a plan, a purpose for me to do. How long before I was to realize that that Wise man was in your word, it was in your truth, it was in your way, it was in your light, it was in your forgiveness and your justification, and it was always you. Yet here I am. And once again, I'm all alone. Four corners and darkness is all that I can see. So I realize this is my true destiny. So please find someone faith enough to have mercy on a fool like me. See, I hear the voices and I feel the chill. And Satan taunts me, and he haunts me. And then the terror of a new day is all that keeps me alive, for I realize I only exist on this earth for my own spiritual suicide. And here I am, God, and you never left me alone. I can hear your sweet angels singing, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It said, turn around. 
my son and go home. So please ask me why, for when I look into your eyes, I will reply, I cannot wait to wake up and cry. For you are my before and you are my after. You dried all of my tears. You guided me from a child to a man. I know there'll be a day when you will come again. And this time in heaven's time, it will never end. And then I walked outside. I saw the broken and the lost and the tired and even the homeless. And I thought, as we all walk down our own streets tonight, how many of us will stay and put on a look that only comes when you feel somehow all your hope is now and forever gone? For no matter how hard we try, God, only you know the real reasons why, but have all our dreams one by one, been pushed aside, slowly become denied. How does one prepare for those eyes of a cold, hungry, distant, lost, lonely, discouraged stare? Those the windows of everyone else's soul that will speak of the frustration, the confusion, the devastation that once again is in your precious air. Is it a live and let live world that we are in? Why do some hurt anyone just to get to the top? Will we ever come to understand on that path the end of man will be the last stop? Does it matter the stories that we came? I mean, does the ending always have to be the same when those city blocks and those sidewalks begin calling out our name? So I just keep asking. Only for your answer. One right now you know we desperately need. Can we find peace of mind? Keep our hope alive. For we're just down here trying to survive. What's left for any of us to believe in? And why would someone as perfect as you take the time to listen to a sinner like me? For is it not all of our children? Why are some still left alone on those corners? They're far too young. Is their innocence gone? I mean, will they ever belong? Because it's different faces from different places. But after all these years, listen. Do they still cry those same unheard tears? And then when we honor the brave, how do we truly thank them for the lives that they gave? For too soon, we will just visit another hero's grave. So tell me, God, what progress have we ever made? For are we not the ones more than willing to pay the price, but at what cost? If someone ever drops that bomb, then everyone here will be gone. So tell me, which side won? And which side lost? So I'm just going to keep asking, only for your answer. One right now you know we all need. Can we find peace of mind, keep our hope alive, for we're just trying to survive? What is left down here for any of us to believe in? And why would someone as perfect as you take the time to listen, I promise you, to a broken sinner like me? And Jesus said, stop talking. Please take the time to listen. For don't you know by now, I am the only reason for each and every one of you to keep on believing. For when your spirit is weak and you're ready to let go, I'm the one with the power to hold on. For your lessons are not yet over, and the struggle for your soul will continue on. But you are all of my children. I was sacrificed so each and every one of you could be forgiven. And my angels, believe me, are always singing. And those new babies, they'll keep on breathing. 
And I might demand one day all this evil you see, brothers and sisters, it'll be leaving. Then you will join me forever this time in my holy kingdom. But you need to take the time to stop talking and just listen. So then he said, now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you from Nico the Dragon, and uh, I'm going I'm to get you out there recruiting soldiers for me, men, women, and children. I'm going to hold you to your word. You said you wanted to try to be my soldier, right? You prayed that. I said, yeah, God, I did, but I didn't really know you were going to call me to do that. I didn't know I was going to have to go to school with a bunch of, what? Oh, yeah, Seventh-day Adventists. And that the director of the school at AVCO, Amazing Facts Center of Evangelism, was going to say, oh, by the way, Nico, when you go in the dorm, just don't knock anybody out. And they ask you if you're tattoos, just tell them they're temporary. (laughs) And you know what I found there? I found human beings just like us. Third year, fourth year, fifth year... Generation Seventh-day Adventists, it didn't matter. They were willing to go out and spread the three angels' message. And I promise you, if God doesn't use all, then how will all know? So, he said, I want you to be my soldier. I said, I'm so honored to say that I'm just one of many God's soldiers. And just like each and every one of you, I'm also in the continuous battle against poverty, sickness, and sin. But it is now forever my most honest opinion that none of us have ever said anything that has not yet in your good book been written. So please take a good look at me, and you will see I'm not the one disrespecting. No, on the contrary, I am so grateful for all that I've been hearing. And thank you, each and every one of you, for taking the time to listen to one of God's soldiers' opinions. See, I know we need to stop our evil ways or we will burn. I know we need to help out the less fortunate, no matter how much or how little money we happen to earn. I know we need to take our time to use our mind. That is a priceless gift from God just to be able to continue to learn. I know we have to have the power, the strength, the will, the honor, the conviction to once again wait for our turn. But when we look down, it's going to be the same hard, unforgiving ground. And when we look up the sky in our dreams, our family, that is our ceiling. But sometimes we try to crawl inside and do what's right. And the walls that surround us, I know they just start closing in. Step outside. Open up your eyes. And it's robbing and stealing and killing all over God's precious world once again. So while our heart keeps beating, that clock keeps ticking. Those walls seem to be closing and I still can't keep from thinking. How can you and I Christians, men, women, and children, be the generation who one day stop the bleeding. See, I know we try to speak our mind, but it seems like no one down here cares enough to listen. Man, it's hard to say how you feel from the inside if you're that one left alone and, you know, you're out there and you're slowly suffocating. Believe me, I thought I knew who the fingerprints are, but come on, man, it's too incriminating. For the powers that be, they couldn't keep on scheming. Like they caught each and every one of us sleeping and dreaming. Like the change in of each and every season, I truly hope and pray one day there's a change we can all believe in. Some of you fought and died for the right of the land of the free, the home of the brave. That is the promise that you gave us, not to spend our free time turning those colorful pages. With some false sense of security, there's a mass crusader, 
or a superhero that's going to come off the comic book pages or the silver screen in 3D and one day care enough to save us. Man, you better believe me, they are charting our legacy. And it is so important how we're going to be seen throughout our own history. Are they going to say we were left to lies, deception, just another mystery? Are we lived vicariously through other weaknesses and mysteries? Or sadly we'll read that we just once again became our own worst enemy. Or finally, a cause that we can all unite and agree. No matter our background, our ethnicity, our financial stability, but with faith, true faith, we are the very reason today we continue to be free. For all I know, we must speak the truth or say nothing at all. I promise you, it's never a shame to get down on your knees, ask God for forgiveness, and have to crawl. We must trust ourselves and others just to one day, you know, listen to his word, believe it or not, let go and fall. But we have to have the faith, the courage, the strength, the will, the honor, the conviction to dust ourselves off, stand tall, and wait for our true father's call. See, I'm going to come down here and join my family here for a minute. The enemy radioed in. He said they already won. He said there's never been a place called heaven. And there's no point for each and every one of you to go on. But God's soldiers, we will not take the time to listen to a gotten information from the very king of deception. For he does not want us around for this divine intervention. He does not want you to know we've got the cure right here for this worldly infection. So let's just get up and keep on marching in that righteous direction. For yes, we will all fall to temptation, but we will stand so strong in our salvation. And this can never be ruled by any dark nation. So just like it was in the beginning, so it will be in the end. You will fall again, angel of sin. It's going to hurt some of you, but we need to get off the computers and the social network and the internet sometimes and learn to trust our own gut feeling. We got to put down our fists, our weapons, and our hatred. Stop this unnecessary, vicious beating. We need to remember our mother, our father, our true heavenly father, and the heart and the soul and the spirit. We've been so, so, so blessed to be given. And right here today, each and every one of us, men, women, and children, Christians, we need to make a promise to start the healing. And that will be the one way. We will be, I promise each and every one of you, we'll be the generation to stop all the bleeding. See, no heart would ever beat and no one would ever breathe if in our final hour of need, Jesus, you did not decide to take that cross on Calvary and for each and every one of us slowly bleed. And all you ask in return is that in you, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, we believe. And just to keep my promise, if you can picture someone on a broken street corner somewhere, someone like me, someone like you, and I'll let you picture the bass in your head. I don't know if you guys know 808 bass, so you can keep timing. I'm sure you can. Right on. Okay. 
I said, I can see the righteous and the scandalous and the frightened and the hopeless. I can see the righteous and the scandalous and the frightened and the hopeless. See, I was born word, deed, honor, and bond. I'm going to stay and fight the enemy till the battle is done. But now I'm so afraid to say what's on my mind. So I do what I'm told every single time. And I'm hiding in your shadows all day long. And I can't make a move until God's light is gone. I am beaten. I'm broken. I'm all on my own. I'm going to make the only choice I can never come back from. And I heard the angel say, keep holding on. God would keep your spirit strong. You are now ready for the path that you are on. And we are forever singing your song. And they said, keep holding on. God will keep your spirit strong. You are ready for the path that you are on. And we are forever singing your song. And I picked it up and said, today is the day that I'm chosen to die. Who's going to stop what they're doing and take the time to cry? Nothing to believe in. That would be the reason. I got tears in my eyes. I learned never to be sad or alone. I now see through God's eyes, his heart, his soul. I chose a different road to be on that saw. I'm steady waiting for my father's call. So I'm praying for the gangsters doing crime. I'm praying for the brave soldiers on the front line. I see people up in their mansion and they're living the dream. I see people down on the street, ain't got nothing to eat. I see people worship that almighty dollar. Please keep preaching without that collar. We were born word, deed, honor, and bond. We're going to stay and fight the enemy till the battle is done. Amen. You can clap. As a matter of fact, men, women, and children, God's children, in this sanctuary that I'm so honored as a broken child of God to be at. As I pray for you, please pray for me. But if you would do me one favor, if you can, could you stand? If you want to be God's soldier, and you want to go out and spread that message, do you know how, how honored I am to be here? And do you know how fortunate you are to be chosen by God to go out and spread that message? He needs each and every one of us, not just at the sanctuary, not just at the potluck, But every time you open up your mouth, is someone broken that needs to hear the good news. It's simple. God loves you. He died for you. He gave his only begotten son for you. I got to go. No, I'm just kidding. All right. All right. Bow our heads, please. Dear Heavenly Father, creator of everyone and everything, King of kings, whether we know you, We're getting to know you. We know you well. You have your hand on each and every one of us as your child. So gracious that the Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of us. Please, God, one day we know that Jesus will come back, not as a lamb, but as a conqueror. That you will reach out to us like you did to Nebuchadnezzar, like you did to Nicodemus, like you did to the woman at the well, like you did to Daniel, like you did to Solomon, like you did to Noah, like you did to Moses. Because each and every one of them, they were broken just like we are. Yet you loved us enough to die for us. And you're watching us. This is a spiritual battlefield that we are on. And we know there's demonic fallen angels and we know there's angelic protective angels. And may we keep walking through the doors that you open and not get crushed by the ones that you close until the day you come again. And the church said, Amen.
Thank you, guys.